Okay, lovers, so it's another episode of For The Lovers Podcast, and this one is a special one. This one was an overdue one, I'll say. Currently, I'm in Greenpoint, just got my lashes done, of course, by Project Lash, and Miss Nora is this, you know, the name the name in herself is this very um, darling-like, you know, very elegant-like, and it's a pleasure to have her been doing my lashes for the last year, which is crazy because... You know, as the year literally ends next week, we have, what, six days left of the year? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking just, you know, going back. You know, I've been coming to um, I've been coming to Project Lash since she was in Long Island City. And it's a new relationship, you know? And it's, it's, it's a representation, I think, of how 2020 was. Because the first time I visited Nora, we were... It was the first time. She, she, she wanted a, a lash model. And that was the first time. And I love the experience. I love the professionalism, the music, the questionnaire. You know, I'm, when it comes to black business, I always say the support, but I just want it to make sense. You know, I, I want the, I want everything. I want all the aesthetics to, to be what it is supposed to be. And I enjoy that professionalism every single time I come to get my latches done. It's always in a great artistic studio and it's always an experience. And plus, it's a, it's, we have built a one-on-one relationship as well. And the first time, like I said, was before COVID began. And then we had this break during COVID. And then we came back to, you know, getting lashes done once spies at the station. So once Tier 4 was open again, I was back supporting, making sure I'm looking lit for the cameras, for everything. And so today, lover, let's give a round of applause for Project Lash. How did we even get started with Project Lash? So I started lashing in a NYCHA development. Um, that's how I came up with the name. Um, I currently was residing in East River. And um, yeah, I know a lot of people think it's from like Project Runway or some high elegant thing, but it's really not. It's just, I was tired of people not utilizing that environment to create a business due to the stereotypes and representations projects have. And I wanted to inspire people to, it don't matter where your location is, start your business, see your vision. Like you could always move and grow somewhere else. So yeah, I started in the projects and that's where I got the name and concept from. I dig it. I dig it so much because it's it's so unique. You know what I'm saying? It's so you, you know, and it makes it, it makes it welcoming. It makes it, it makes you stand out from the others as an esthetician because, and, and let me tell you, love it. She does not just do lashes. Like, this woman does everything from facials to vagina facials, uplifting your skin on your butt, underneath, all the stuff we are talking about here. And not to mention she's a Leo and, you know, fire signs is always getting to the back. But as we wrap up 2020, one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to have Nora here on this episode was because we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. It's like we're breaking up with 2020 and we're moving on. And it's that metaphor, if you look at each month of 2020 before COVID started before the pandemic before quarantine to now where we are still in a pandemic but yet half things are open again and where I feel like we're in a very weird place as a society everybody's breaking up I said this I said this in my last couple of episodes that relationships are at a state of emergency right now because when it was quarantine, you know, maybe people were a little bit more in liking with each other, you know, because they didn't really have options. They scared. Who got COVID? What's going on? Then the world opened up. I remember when outdoor dining opened up, even my own level was like, oh, sayonara, gotta go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, outside's open. You gonna be outside now without me? Okay, fine. And you know, it is what it is. What are some of your, like, 
breakup mechanisms in 2020 um i've been grateful where i haven't had to break up too many relationships in 2020 i feel like um the relationships i had to break up it was because i was put in situations that were just uncomfortable for me and i feel like once i've understood once i understood that that was an uncomfortable situation i transitioned and for me one of my flaws is not really being prone to change Mm. so when i'm comfortable with something i'm comfortable with it so usually when i detach from someone i do feel it's a painful experience in the beginning but then i also come to realization like i was doing fine all these years without this person oh my gosh yes and i'm going to be fine years on without this. oh my gosh yes oh my gosh and we tend to forget that like you came into my you came into my life at this moment, but for years at a time I didn't meet you, I was fine. So I try to think of that mechanism like, yo, I'm gonna be fine regardless. I don't breathe with you. I pay my own bills, and you know that's just how things go. I feel like um, really some relationships just have to end, and I feel like if it could end on a good note, it's great. But that's not always the reality for situations. That's so true. Like, I think about that all the time because sometimes some people are very hard to let go of, right? Like, we're like, well, why Well, why are we holding on to this? Or even habits are hard to break, right? Because when I think about 2020 and I take, up, I take away all of these 12 months, right? And then I go back to the pandemic nine months ago. I keep asking myself in these last couple of days, what have, what have I birthed out of COVID? Like, what have I birthed out of these last nine months? Is it a new tie? Is it a new habit? Is it a product? Like this, anything, you know, and maybe I don't have the answer right now, but what, what was birthed out of this? And a lot of things have to let go in order for you to grow. And I feel like when I think back on the months, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November, December, I'm like, yo, there was something crazy happening in every single month. Like, and it was literally a a moment of, is this going to break you, Ty, or keep you going forward? Like, which one is it going to do? Break you or make you? Break you or make you? And that's how you, that's how, you know, situations, relationships go. Like, which which way, which way are you going? And if you're going up, you can't bring everything with you. It's going to weigh you down. So what do you think out of 20, from the nine months that we've been in a pandemic, you've birthed out of a pandemic? I definitely got a new space out of the pandemic. Um, And I feel like, the pandemic really taught me there are opportunities out there and you have to utilize them. Um, Some of us got additional funding. Some of us were smart with that funding. Some of us splurged. I chose to be strategic. I was like, when are we ever going to go through something where we get assistance like this? And I mapped it out and I planned it out and I had a vision for it. And I just did what I had to do to maintain and keep that vision. I also learned a lot about my self-healing and some areas where I had to heal because I feel like the pandemic taught a lot of people that they don't really know how to be alone. Mm -hmm. Like they don't really know how to have a relationship with themselves. And that's why I feel like so many people were going through a lot of like mental health issues and um, just a lot of traumatizations when it comes to that. And I feel like this was the perfect year to really figure out yourself 
and utilize what you need to you need work on and bring that into 2021 and I felt like for a long time that was my issue in general like me not realizing like oh these are traits I have because I don't reflect on myself these are traits I have because I I fill them with voids so it was really like very self-reflecting especially towards the end of the year because there was a lot of transition with the end of the year and I'm grateful for that transition because it'll just I'm just gonna learn from it I think in order to achieve new levels in life you have to be able to break those things down those things that we fear the things that we put behind us the things that we forget the things that's embarrassing the things that just you know are we say that's not me but it is you because it was you but it's no longer you and I going into 2021 you know as a young woman as a young black woman um, it's always a lot of odds against us, right? You know, just being born black and as a woman in America is always this automatically you're in a systematic uh, cell from from the jump. You know, um, I'm also from the project. So like coming out, coming out of the project, a lot of people don't make it out of the projects because it's a certain mentality that you have to have. You must have a certain mentality and, and not be a product of your environment. But one of the things I love about being from the projects is that is like it is a project. It literally is a project because I feel like everybody that's in the project was supposed to be it's supposed to be the waiting area where this is just a project for right now. This is this is the main thing later on. But everybody sometimes you get caught up and the system holds you back. And and what happened over the years because with NYSHA and with housing developments, it was designed back when uh, I think World War II. Um, in order for families to stay there temporarily while their husbands was away fighting. That's why the project was invented. Um, you know, that's why they build with brick. That's why they so they could they so strong. And I take all of that as metaphor for the people who really come out of there. You gotta be strong, you gotta be witty, you gotta be gritty, you gotta be ready for these streets and especially in New York City. Like New York City projects like no other projects, you know what I'm saying? I know that other projects are poorer than us in other places, but coming from New York City um, housing projects it's you either going to make it or, you break, or not and that's just a fact and you're going to be a product of your environment or you're not and you know we're we're always blessed with opportunity but what are you going to do with the opportunity that comes your way are you ready we speak about like this year a lot of people was on like you know self-healing journeys self-reflection journeys okay so now you looked in the mirror what are you going to do next like and these are real life things like we are so multifaceted as young black women and there's so many layers to us but the thing is we do it all our own we do it all our own you mentioned you know you pay your own bills you know everything you're doing you built your business from the ground up new space new you and i wonder like for 2021 or just in general when we talk about what has been birthed the plans that we see that the plants the seeds that we planted um what can we look forward to with Project Lash to come? Well, I definitely want to get into more manufacturing work. Um, I personally feel that's where the money is. And I also want to just really design strips as a collectible. Like, I feel like no one's designing strips and being like, oh, this is just like a collector's look. Only five people can have it. So I'm going to focus on like custom and focus on the editorial aspect. Like eventually, like I'm going to have like my study clientele, but eventually I want to have someone who works under me who can handle that so I can like travel different places and like 
really put my um, work out there because I hear a lot of people tell me like, oh, I didn't really start seeing color lashes until you displayed it. And I really got that inspiration from Russia. Like I will always say, I feel like Russia is the top industry for lashes. Like I have not seen not one designer from the US compete or design the way Russia designs. I even plan to go out there to like train and learn like how they do things just off the strength of like their work and look. But that's really my overall goal. I just want to be innovative. Um, you know, I've been told no before. I was told, oh, this was going to be dumb. No one's going to wear color lashes. Like, And I literally see the transition and how people are incorporating color to different makeup looks. So I've always been confident in doing something and just keeping to it. I used to self-doubt a lot, but I feel like as I think with age and just being around people who are not afraid to just go for something and achieve it, I'm just going to go for it and achieve it. I'll fail and that's cool. I'm going to learn from my failures and I'll gain. So that's pretty much like my overall goal. I, I'm hearing you and I'm relating, to be honest with you. It's so great to be able to study your craft and want, and always want to learn. Because that's the only way you're going to be successful if you keep learning and opening those doors. And I didn't even know Russia was like the top in the last game business. Like I had no idea. But to me, Russian women are just, they always have like a wedge on and like, you know what I'm saying? Like leggings on. And I always fuck with them. Like I always fuck with a Russian bitch. Like always, always, all the time. Like, you know, I don't know what they're saying, but I fuck with you. Like, and I have a lot, I had a lot of Russian like neighbors and like coworkers and we love, like the love is there. And it's cold, so like I feel like they have to like put on extra lace, and maybe the lashes make their lashes, their eyelids warm or something in the long run. But what's fascinating to me about color lashes is I had one experience with the color lashes um, like two years ago, and I think I was, I was first telling you how the the color. I don't know if it was the color lash, but it, to that time, I didn't have. I never had no reaction to this particular girl. Now I know like her. She there was a a germ thing happening like. Her son was sick at the time, so I felt like maybe the germs got into my eye, and that's how I was sick. Like, I don't know. But then I was like, you was like, well, maybe it's a dye. So talk about a little bit about the different, like, dyes there are for the people that really are listening and don't know. What is color lashes? Okay. Well, a lot of people make them different, but most of them are made from PBT fibers. So a lot of um, color lashes aren't animal-made. They're made from like a plastic fiber, kind of similar to like a broom. Wow, yeah. you're wearing broom strings on your eyes? Pretty much. Ha, that is hilarious yeah. to me. Even mink, like mink's not real mink. Like mink is also PBT fibers, but they sell it as mink because, you know, it's been a luxury, but every manufacturer I've asked, where's your source of mink from? No answer. Interesting. So that, and that's also another reason why I do want to get into manufacturing because I need to know how things are made, how, what conditions are like the workers are in. And it's like, if I can create that type of empire with my own workers who are getting well paid, then that will be like a better platform. But usually they're made from PBT fibers. Different PBT fibers um, takes different formulation for dye. So... Mm. That's probably could be a reason why you reacted to it because it's not the same material as a black lash. So it also depends on the material. And also different glues have different cyanides in it and different mm. levels of cyanides. And a lot of people react don't react well to cyanides on the skin. 
Interesting. What's cyanide? I heard about, someone told me this word the other day. It said it's glue and something. And I was like. It's an ingredient they use to bond to make the glue. Oh, okay. I forgot who was telling me about this, but someone was literally telling me, they was like, it's cyanide in that. And I was like, what is cyanide? Like, why why is it in my stuff? Like, it was, I was like, if this is poison, I don't want this here. But I can't remember what the, um, I can't remember what the scenario was. Um, As you can see, love, it's been a very long year and and I'm definitely ready to wrap it up. But now my, my curiosity also lies in, I guess the, the loyalty with your customers because, uh, well, let's call them your loyalty with your clients because, you know, during a pandemic, you are, we, we, and we talked about that. We talk about this all the time. I probably see Norm maybe like once a month I try to come and we talked about just how the, the state that in New York City and how we're in, you know, we, we went from outdoor dining to indoor dining to now indoor dining's closed and the percentage of catching COVID um, in indoor dining in New York City is, is 1%. And obviously, we know that indoor dining or establishments, establishments in general are going to take the proper procedures to make sure that, you know, we're sanitizing everything. So when Cuomo decided to close down indoor dining, we was like, well, what's going to happen with beauty and spas? Because that's that's on contact. You're on contact with these people all the time and you're always at risk. So how did that make you feel during these months when it was time to get back to business? It kind of sucks it took for um, a pandemic to be on point because even at nail salons, I used to notice like really bad habits and bad conditions. And I kind of felt like now everyone's on their P's and Q's. So to be quite honest with you, I'm not mad at it because I feel like people are more hygienic. People are more precautious. People can will see something and be like, this is not right. Or people will look at something like, did you clean that? Like, you know, I, I'm actually not mad that um, I, I just, I'm fortunate that it took for a pandemic for the transition to happen. But I do feel more comfortable going to certain places, especially for beauty and services. So I don't really feel like it should make things stagnant. I feel like um, everyone takes their precautions, even my eyes sanitized. I wear my face mask and I take the proper measures. I only have one person at a time with my customers. I don't share my space with uh, no one else while I'm working. So I took proper measures too. That's also a reason why I wanted a space because I didn't want to be in an open business where people could just walk inside. Like my the way my establishment works, I don't even have a physical address up. You have to be a reference to even book with me. Exactly. Right. Right. And I think that's very key, very important. But but also, it builds an inclusivity of it all, you know, because I feel like with the transition of COVID and being a pandemic, you know, with social gatherings being limited, I feel like everything is going to be very exclusive, very inclusive, very inclusive, very inclusive. And when you talk about, you know, custom lash orders and all these different ideas, that's all going back to this, the in- inclusivity of how our society is going to be turning in the next couple of years. Well, members only clubs, you know, everything's members only. Word of mouth, perhaps, maybe. But it's no public anything, you know? Like, everything has to be very precautious and very tempo at a time and things like that, which is great because, you know, I think that it's going to, I think it's going to bring back the intimacy that we lacked, right? Because... Throughout maybe let's say the last five years being in New York City, there was we we were outside. We was outside. We was in the club, at the bar. We was outside. Even Christmas Eve is today, and you know this is one of the one of the busiest days in hospitality. You know, um, from the years I've always been bartending, 
I've always made so much money on Christmas Eve. Not sleeping these next the holiday season at all because it's office parties. It's this party. It's it's all these parties going on, and now everything is slimmed back. It's skimmed back. So now we have to start all over like the prohibition era. You know, we have to be everything speak easy, low key. So I think it's a great thing, honestly, because it does bring back that hygiene, and it's also going back to what we initially talked about breaking things up in 2020. What have we What have we broken up with? Uncleanliness. Number one, uncleanliness. Like you said, going to the nail salons and seeing this tools being used and just, you know, not and not breaking those old bad habits. What are your favorite things about a breakup, maybe? I mean, we talked about having breakup mechanisms and what do you do to, you know, get through a makeup, uh, through a breakup. What would you say is your favorite thing about a breakup, turning this into a positive? To be, I think my favorite thing about a breakup is accepting why it ended. And also, even if you was to cut communication, I feel like still seeing the beauty in the person. I tell people, like, you can forgive someone and you don't got to talk anymore. But I feel like you having closure within yourself about that person because... There had to be something there to even be a relationship. Like, at one point in your life, you saw this person and this individual. You saw them as a light. You saw them as refreshing. Like, you wanted to build a chemistry. So, and I feel like with breakups, we forget about what we like about people. And I always, even with friendships, I feel like we forget about what we liked about the person. We always dwell on, well, this person did this to me. This person did that to me. But each relationship has developed you and and molded you into who you are. So I like to appreciate what that person did for me at that time and what's it going to do for the future. So it's like, even if you were in my life for a long period of time, I appreciate the good times. Even if you were in my life for a short period of time, I appreciate the good times. So I think that's my favorite part about a breakup is trying to see the best and the good in people. And moving forward, also the healing feels good. Um, it, it sucks in the beginning, especially like if I'm, I am very in tune with my feelings, like Maybe not in front of people, because, you know, not in front of people, but uh, by myself, I'm very into my feelings. I can embrace when something hurt my feelings, but I also know the healing is worth it, and I know that I won't feel that again, so. Ooh, that was a good one. The healing in it. I mean, everything you said was gems just now, literally. Like, I'm, I'm literally taking... I've been asking people on social media as well, like, what are your 2020 lessons? And I've been taking each one for myself. I had one that even said, you can't trust the Aries. I was like, why are y'all reading me? Why are y'all reading me? And, you know, it's so important to stay in tune. But you said something that was so key, was just fi- remembering what you liked about the person. But also knowing that you're not going to feel this feeling again. And I'm like, yo, that's that's real. That is that is so real. And I think one of my favorite things about a breakup is the same thing, like just that that let go ness. Like you know, you was carrying this weight, this dead weight, with you on forever, trying to make it work, trying to see, trying to reach out, trying, 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 forcing, forcing, forcing. When it been over, and you know, we do this with work. You know, we go to a job that's not pleasing to us at all. We keep clocking in, and we're not happy. We're not ourselves. Um, you know, you do it with a friend, a friend that takes advantage of you, maybe, or whatever the case may be. 
And we keep doing these mundane things and we're, we're killing ourselves softly by doing that. All of those habits really should be left in 2020. And it's because it's a new decade. We got Jupiter and Saturn aligning. I don't know what that means, but stuff is going on behind closed doors. The universe is telling us. They, it's in our face. Our spirit is talking to us. And any of you is really tying together for the love of expressing what others think, but never say. Like, this is exactly what, I, what, what my whole brand is about. And sometimes you got to lose yourself to find yourself. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, and I'm like, like you, you know, I'm like very hard on myself. I'm just like, no, Ty, you know better. So why don't you do better? Nah, you go through this little thing right here. Go through that little stuff in order to really come out on top. Be the best, best woman you can possibly be. Learn, move on, move forward. Um, Wow, that's great. That was some great stuff. How do you not like become like skeevy of people in their bodies because you are in people's eyes you're in their vaginas you're in everything of the but you you know that their bodies more than they probably know them their body themselves how does that like affect you um to be honest with you it actually made me more comfortable with women because i've learned we kind of go through similar things and with lack of education, there's certain things about your body that you feel is abnormal, but you like, especially being a waxer, you work on different women. It's like, oh my God, you go through that too. Oh my God, you get this too. Oh my God, this, this happens too. So it made me feel extremely comfortable with myself and to know like everybody has their insecurities, even if you don't see it, but you know, everyone has their own imperfections. So I feel like it made me less judgmental to women because maybe before I had like a ignorant perspective on certain things, but I've learned to be understanding and open. I've learned that certain things are happening with women because of situations that they are going through. And I've also learned women are extremely hard on themselves. So they don't need an esthetician that's going to discourage them. They need motivation, understanding, relatability. So it helped me relate to women even more. And that's why I love what I do. Because honestly, when I went to aesthetic school at first, I didn't really care for skincare much. It was just like, I need to do something with my life. Um, I like makeup. Let's see where I can go with it. I didn't really start liking facials maybe until like, honestly, of last year. I didn't care to do them. I was just mainly waxing. And I only got into lashes because... Uh, Getting into lashes was actually a bet with my friend. Wow, really? Yeah, and I had a knee injury, so I couldn't stand up anymore. So I had to think of something else to do. And we were like, Yo, whoever get the job first, and I was able to get it first. Wow. So it was really just like a bet. Really? Then I've grown to love it. That's so, I love that actually. Um, because I think, yo, you have to have such a skill, such a peculiar eye in, you know, um, steadiness when it comes to doing individual lashes i mean you're literally attaching an individual lash to someone's eyelid and i think that is just so personal and i'm old i'm always fascinated about how you go from zero to a hundred in an hour from getting your lashes done you know what i'm saying and it really is that highlight why do you think men have such a problem with like you know this whole beauty era that we're in from the lashes to the hair to the makeup why do you think men are so disconnected with that 
I think because a platform hasn't really been created for men. Mm. Um, the demographic is always pushed to women, makeup pushed to women, when originally Egyptian men were wearing makeup first. Okay, talk about it. Talk about the eyeliner. Yeah, well, uh, men were wearing makeup first. Like, it defined royalty. So, um, I feel like we unmasculated a lot of things. And um, even now, like, I'm still I'm noticing, like, men are painting their nails now. And I fully support it. Like, if that's how you want to express yourself and that's what makes you feel good, do what makes you feel good. But I really feel like it's because the market is demographic towards women because we live in a society where we point out women's flaws more than men. So for me, it's a a profitable sell Mm -hmm. because women are always looking to self-improve. I'm not saying men aren't looking to self-improve, but I notice like when you do see like an infomercial, it's always to improve something about yourself. Right, right. Mm, Okay, improve, improve. So would you say there's a difference between trying to improve yourself rather than trying to enhance yourself? Is there a difference there when it comes to like beauty standards? Uh, yes, because I feel like I sometimes I wonder if people like truly know the difference because like, for example, like makeup is supposed to enhance your beauty, but some people use makeup and think that it's going to approve a look, but it's something Mm. that you take off. Like Mm -hmm. skincare is more of improving something. Right. If you have like hyperpigmentation skincare improves it makeup enhances certain things like a certain feature so i feel like it also depends on the dynamics of what field you're in as well yeah if that makes any sense it makes a lot of sense to me honest with you because you i mean you you definitely gave a clear description of the difference because like you said and i always said that i always thought about it you know when because guys like well why are you getting your lashes done because i want to enhance my eyes like i don't have to get lashes like Mm -hmm. you know i want to enhance this feature because that's one of my favorite features well why you gotta wear a weave because it enhances my look like that's all it is is that it's not improving anything because mm-hmm. not changing anything because I could take it off. Mm-hmm. But improving is the care. That's the care part. The hair care, the skin care, the treatments. All of those investments that you're doing underneath the enhancement is really what it is. And that's a great, I think that's a great um, difference there. Where do you see like makeup? Because now I know they have like these magnetic lashes. Have you heard of the mag? So what is your stance on like where beauty can go innovatively in the next couple of years? Um, I'm excited to see the future because like I'm very impressed with it. But I would like to see makeup that actually improves your skin, your mm. lips, like actually improve like i would like to see strips that actually improve your growth like i would like to see things that are helping improve something like if you have a foundation there's a formulation in that foundation that brightens your skin there's a formulation in a serum or um or in a highlighter that um gives you hydration like i would like to see makeup develop products that improve your skin and i don't feel like we have makeup that does that I agree. I do think that the this the ingredients and chemicals alone is gonna is gonna be harsh in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, it just is like even right now, like I'm I have on acne patches. Like I don't I love the fact that we can wear a mask because nobody knows I'm wearing acne patches underneath until I gotta be outside for real. And I'm thinking I'm just like, hmm, pay attention to what breaks you out, right? That's the whole thing of this episode, the breakouts, the breakups, what is breaking 
meaning it's not serving you anymore. And a lot of times, like when it comes to skincare, especially with my skin, I'm I'm always paying attention, right? Sometimes I, you know, whatever, but I'm always paying attention because I've always had bad skin. I always had good skin, the actual skin, but things were breaking it out. Things were irritating it. So those are irritations. Those are things that's not working. You gotta pay attention to those things and let them go in order to improve and let you your face glow. Like everything's a metaphor to me, you know. I, I think you know that by now being a crazy sage and I'm always having an analogy and a metaphor for life, but it's just it's just the truth. It's just an easy way for me to understand how things work out in life. Lovers, you know y'all been tuned in this whole season, season two, season three. So you know how my crazy love life has been. And one of my one of my mechanisms when it comes to like a breakup is every time you have a thought about that person, think of a way to get the bag. Like I don't know how else to say it, how else to put it in plain print English vocabulary, but it's gonna be natural to think of that person because you spend time with this person. Spring's on your mind. Okay, cool. And also give it time. Breakups may not last forever. Like, you know, I'm always a person that believes in if it's meant to be, it'll be. But Sometimes we force things and we're so impatient like a pimple. Like you got to break out. You're forcing it out when you just need to let it patiently leave your face. Like let it leave. Let it do its thing. Let it pop in the ooze and don't touch it. And then it, it may take a few days, a few weeks to get off your face. But you have to do that so you don't get that scarring. Because now in a relationship, you keep forcing yourself. Keep hitting that person up. Keep doing this. Keep doing that. You didn't even let t- you didn't even let nothing heal. You didn't even let nothing even settle. And now it just blew up. And now you got this nasty breakup when y'all could have been friends still, or even continue to be lovers after a while. Who knew? So I love that you took the time out today to just um, talk about these breakup mechanisms. Talk about the beauty um, industry and talk about Project Lash as a whole. Um, where can the lovers find you? Oh, so they you can find me via Instagram. My Instagram is underscore Project Lash, um, and I also do photography and makeup sometimes on the side. And that Instagram is I am Japera. It's I A M J A P E R A. I love it. I love it. Tell me, why do you do it for the love? I do it for the love because love keeps me going, and I feel like. Me finding something I love to do is what's been keeping me going, especially during the pandemic. And um, a lot of us have lost family. A lot of us have lost friends. A lot of us have lost financial things, housing. But you always have to remember, like, if you're doing something you love, even if it's writing, even if even if you're reading a book for the day, even if you're dancing, like, uh, as long as it's keeping you going, that's all that matters. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, today, I had, I had an audition for something, and one of the questions was, um, what keeps you optimistic about the world today? And I love that the world keeps going. The sun keeps rising. The, the moon keeps shining. Like, that's enough confirmation and optimism for me to be like, all right, I got it. I'm up. I'm up. I woke up. Oh, okay. I got to keep going. Oh, I got to keep going. Oh, shit, I'm not going to go my way, but I got to keep going. And... Um, one last question for the beauty lovers out there. What is a beauty secret that um, you can that you want to release, but you think that the public doesn't know? I think papaya oil is slept on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, You're telling me about this. I do feel like in a couple years, it's going to be just like coconut oil, just like jojoba oil. It's oversaturated. So I'm trying to utilize papaya oil as much as possible before that gets out. I love it. First of all, it smells amazing. 
it hydrates skin it's great for hyperpigmentation even if um it even enhances like like a uh, sexual attraction if you put it behind your ears Ooh. like just because of the smell i love that so i, I always tell i tell like my clients like yeah like if you want to like have a romantic evening want it to smell good you could put it behind the ear i think it's like a very aromic smell and it's great for the skin so i feel like papaya oil is like very slept on So, lovers, as we wrap up the decade, the year, um, the breakups we hear, the breakups we fear, a lot of things that I think reveal ourselves through relationships, through business partners, through friends. And as we close up this episode with Project Lash, so she's now on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, add us. Um, that's Ty Hampton and at Nora, or what's your Clubhouse name? I am Jaffra. I am Jaffra on Clubhouse. Yes, she's... They have so many club rooms on there with photographers as well. Like, I was on one the other day. People in all over the world, all over the world, wanted to connect. And you, you can easily connect with your Instagram. So I love that feature. But lovers, um, so make sure you stay tuned with us. You know what I'm saying? Take care of yourself. Keep wearing your mask. Keep sanitizing. Keep minding your business. Drinking your water. And just have a great, blessed new year. Um, that's it. Don't fear nothing. You make mistakes. You grow up. You learn from them. You move on. Don't do it again, though. And love. Really spread love. Like, I think this year I finally learned what it meant to love. Yeah. And it feels good. I love love. And I'm not afraid of it. Like, I'm I'm so open to love. And it's such a great thing. Um, even if it's not reciprocated, it doesn't change my... It doesn't change who I am as a lover. Yes. That's what, you know? So, lovers, all right, I'll see you next year. See you 2021. All right, lovers.